The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. For once, I'm talking to you from L.A., and it doesn't seem to be June gloomy for the first time in like four or five weeks. Today, we are going to talk about one of the PR basics, and that's networking. If you can't network, you really shouldn't be in PR or marketing or sales. And today we have a very, very special guy who is like the king of networking, at least at this time, and his name is Dr. Bill Salibi. And welcome, Bill. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate you having me on. Well, we're looking forward to it. I know that i got to ask you a question. I mean, you're a guy that's been in the moving business for, you know, a long time, many years, right? Yes, uh, over 25 years. Okay, so, you know, what, what got you into networking in the first place? <clears throat> Originally, what happened is I would get my leads by cold calling. I would cold call people, and I was in what we called lead, lead groups, where we would have people in allied fields that would come once a month to a meeting with a sheet of paper that had leads on them. And what happened is a lot of people wouldn't show up, or they would show up sporadically, and they would get their leads quote-unquote, at the last minute from the L.A. Business Journal or the L.A. Times or something like that. And it was kind of frustrating. And then about 10 years ago, a commercial broker approached me and said, do you want to go to a networking group? And I said, well, what exactly is that? Right. (laughs) And he invited me, and I went, and it took a while for me to understand how it worked and the whole process. And as it evolved, it got more interesting and better, and, and, and my business turned into be almost 100% referral business rather than a lead cold-calling business. So much better. In the old days, there used to be the Dun and Bradstreet leads. Do you remember those? I do remember those, and in our business, we had what was called Wendover, and there were other leads you could buy, and those were the days where people talked on the telephone. No, exactly right, but still probably not as effective as if people went out and shook hands over lunch, right? You know, I grew up in New York City, and everybody did the Madison Avenue lunch. And, um, you know, so the point being is you could look at a lead sheet all you want, but it doesn't do anything back for you. <laughs> you know, you, you're on the phone, you're hoping to get and, and one of 200 calls, maybe somebody will talk to you, right? Well, not only that, but what happened is voicemail came in. So in the old days when you actually could call somebody, a decision maker, the decision maker would answer the phone. And then voicemail came in, and nobody would answer their phone. It would go directly to voicemail, and maybe they would call you back, and probably they wouldn't call you back. And then it went from voicemail to email, and we can see how it's evolved into the uh, 2.0 marketing. No, exactly right. But let's go back to before 2.0. 
Okay, so you joined, you joined the networking group, and I guess you found that the more you, you reached out to people and the more that you were engaging, the more people kind of reached out back. It's very simple, right? It is simple, and it really, as I, as I learned about it, it's, it's kind of the concept of pay it forward. In other words, if you think of it not as what can I get, which a lot of people do. They get into a networking group saying, I want business. I want business from me. But if you think about it more as I'm going to get to know the people, learn about them, find out what they do, and see how you can help them, then it comes back to you tenfold. Isn't it true? It's so funny to me, Bill, that a lot of people really just don't get that. <laughs> it's like, you know, listen, we, we belong to a great net, one great networking group together, and that's Provisors, and I think Provisors is fantastic. And I think on the most part, you have the majority of people understanding what paying it forward is, and most people get it. Some people don't, and it's, you know, don't you just want to shake them and say, come on, wake up and smell the coffee, baby? <laughs> well, what I think a lot of people expect it to happen overnight. They, they'll say something like, well, I joined this group, and I went to two meetings, and I didn't get anything, so I'm not going to go anymore. It takes time. And it patience. Takes, it, and it takes time um, to build the take... relationships, and it takes time to really get to know what people do. And they become... And, in that time, just like working in a corporation, they sort of become your family, and you take care of each other. But that doesn't happen in two days. You have to work with each other for a year or two before you could start really considering somebody family. Yeah, one of the things that Provisors, as an example, but there are other groups, many other types of groups that have a similar concept, is that it's a community. It is a community, a large community, and there are norms within the community. And one of the norms within a, a networking community is that you do refer people and that you do share business and that you do introduce people. Whereas outside of that setting, you may not do that. You may say, well, I know I'm standing next to Bob on my right and Sue is on my left. I know both of them. I'm not, why, should I, why should I introduce them? Whereas by you being a nexus or a connector, you're able to increase your profile and your visibility and your effectiveness within a group. Oh, absolutely right. So, you know, I know that you're, you've written a book on this, and it will be published soon. Tell us about the title of the book, Bill. The title of the book is Connecting Beyond the Name Tag. And the title was, was developed, really, because I, I know that the most important part of networking is to make connections with other people. And you can make connections a lot of ways. Now, the other part of the title, Beyond the Name Tag, relates to the fact that when you go to a mixer, a chamber of commerce mixer, a, an alumni association, a trade organization, everybody has a name tag on. So I would look at your name tag and say, and shake your hand and say, hello, Cindy. But I really wouldn't know you. So to get beyond the name tag, I've got to have a conversation with you. I may want to find out where you live, if you uh, are married or not married, if you have dogs or kids or anything you're interested in doing. And the more I find out about that, I may then be able to make a connection. No, exactly right. You get to know be, it is beyond the name tag. You become a multidimensional person. I mean, you know, one of the things that I joke about with you is I got to know you best through a Facebook conversation where you were talking about Scrabble. And right. that made you multidimensional, right? Right. Well, I mean, you know, you've, and, and Facebook is an example where you can kind of share these things that you do. 
And somebody may say, well, gee, I knew Bill as a mover, or I knew Bill as a college professor, or I knew Cindy as a public relations person, but I didn't know that she played Scrabble, or I didn't know that she did kickboxing, or as you find out things about people, uh, then you can build a deeper relationship with them. And that, that ties into the concept of whether it is personal or whether it is business. And it isn't either or. It's both. It's a combination. It's, it's really a marriage or a confluence of the personal and the business. For some people, they are strictly business. There's an author named uh, Templeton who, in a book called Referral of a Lifetime, talked about how everybody kind of falls on the spectrum of being pure business on one end of the spectrum and pure personal. And you get some people that they don't want to talk about business much at all. They want to just get to know you personally. And then if they know you and like you, then they might refer business to you. I think you're right. I'm sorry. I was trying to, I was getting excited. I wanted to just kind of interject. I mean, you know, you, you have your, you received an advanced degree, you know, a PhD in psychological dimensions, and I think something like that, right? You're the foremost expert on the psychological dimensions of personal and business networking, right? Well, yeah, what I've done is, and what makes my book unique and my approach unique, is I have applied the psychological concepts, uh, a, a wide range of psychological concepts to networking. So it's an overlay of psychology with the business networking. So the more we know about psychology, things like the size of a group, we may say, for example, we may say, if, we are, if we're an introvert, we may say, you know, I just don't like those large groups where people are doing a lot of schmoozing and shaking hands, and I don't, I don't feel comfortable, but you get me one-on-one -on -one with somebody, and I'm very comfortable, and I do better. So, so if you're an introvert, you may function better in certain, in certain situations. Uh, the other, another example would be what, what is referred to as circadian rhythms, which is really body clock. Some people would say, well, gee, Bill, you're doing this interview at 7 o'clock your time in the morning. Isn't that too early? Aren't you asleep? And my answer is no. I'm wide awake. I've been awake for two and a half hours already, whereas some people and some of my friends are not listening today. Shame on them. But they could download it, Bill. You're in the... Uh, you are in the archives in perpetuity. See, that's the beauty of Internet radio and podcasting. I don't know if you realize this, but... You, you could continue to tell people that they could go into voiceamerica.com and look you up and always download your show. Isn't that wonderful? Always, Cindy? Forever? Well, I, you know, I, forever is forever, but in, the, in this microcosm of forever, yes, as long as Voice America is owned and operated by the people that they're owned and operated by now, yes. Okay, yeah, and I do know that, and, and I've told people have asked me, well, gee, can I listen to, I can't, Seven's too early for me. Can I listen to it at another time? And I said, absolutely. You just have to go to the website, the old trusty words, go to the website and figure out what you have to do to, to find this interview. Exactly right. Well, while we end up, well, we wrap up this segment, and we'll talk about 2.0 as we go into the next three segments, I just want to share with you what's worked for me, and that is being the hybrid my entire life. The thing that worked for me in business was being able to integrate personal and business my entire life. Perhaps that's why I chose the public relations and marketing field. Perhaps that's why I'm comfortable being a spokesperson for a publicly traded company. But it's, I, I always felt that the integration made people more successful. Is there any kind of survey that might reinforce that? I don't know of any survey offhand, but what I would say in having met you and 
you know, we don't know each other that well, but you're personable, you're likable. Now, you may not perceive your, you know, you may not want to say that I'm likable, but you are, you're personable. There's, you smile, you shake people hand, people's hand, you're, you're a positive person. And that's a big factor about why people want to be around you. So it is, it, there is evidence that people want to be around people who are likable and genuine, and they don't want to be around people who aren't. One of the reasons Obama got elected is he, you know, it's a small reason. He smiled more. He was more positive. You know, John McCain came across as a, you know, at the end in a lot of, through a lot of his campaign as a grumpy old man. There's and Sarah Palin came pack- across as looking like a nice smiling package, but didn't show that she had much really much depth. <laughs> right. Well, that's another. <laughs> that's, that's another, another issue. But I had to throw that day. in there. Listen, we're going to have to take a commercial break, but we have so much more to talk about. Um, give us your website, Bill. My website is www.drbillsalibi.com. And um, I encourage everybody to take a look at it. I want everybody to take, you know, take notice of when that book might be coming out. And give us the name of the book again, Bill. The name of the book is Connecting Beyond the Name Tag. Connecting Beyond the Name Tag. And when do we expect for that to come out? We expect it later this year or early 2010. Can't wait. Okay, everybody stand by till after the commercial break and more with Dr. Bill Felipe. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. When you think about change in your life, do you think about yourself? How does that translate to growth in your business? The change we want to see in our business starts with ourselves as leaders and the impact we can make. Join host Linnea Hagen on a terrific journey that takes you from motivation to inspiration. Every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time, listen for Abundance Leadership right here on the Voice America Business Network. Abundance Leadership. Grow your business. Grow yourself. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Dr. Bill Felipe, the most prominent networking king in the universe. You like that, Bill? I love that. I mean, Can yeah. I use it? Do I have to, do I have to cite the source? <laughs> of course. Well, you know, that's better for me. It gets my name out there. <laughs> there you go. Good. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, again, it's, it's such a – the time for being an expert on this topic couldn't be better. And I wanted to start out talking about traditional networking and getting beyond the lead page, like getting beyond the name tag, getting beyond the lead page, um, and how 2.0 and the – convergence and the emergence and the revolution has really made, you know, 2.0 marketing um, so mandatory to network effectively and to, you know, an infinite degree. And I wanted to know your story about how you came upon it. Okay, well, 2.0 marketing or online networking, as I refer to it, it's also called social networking or social media has really not been around that long. Um, it, it's been around a while, but it really hasn't been as popular. What happened for me was I had received, this was about two and a half years ago, I had, I had received a number of invitations to join LinkedIn and to join Plaxo. This was pre-Facebook, of course. And I thought, well, you know, why would I want to do that? And at one point my son said to me, Dad, you've got to join LinkedIn. And I said, why do I have to join LinkedIn? And he said, well, because it's the wave of the future. This, this is the one, of, one of the ways that people are going to be networking. So I did. I joined LinkedIn, and I began accepting all of the invitations that came in and slowly began inviting people. And because I'm a competitive person, I tried to get my number of connections up. So I invited everybody I knew, and the first day of it of, that I was on LinkedIn there was a way you could invite everybody in your address book, so I did that, and the the list started to grow, and I began learning more about people and connecting with people and seeing who their connections were, and it just continued to grow. And as time went on, I learned more and more about it, and it has become a great adjunct to the face-to-face networking. It's, it's real important to realize that 2.0 marketing or online marketing is, is not uh, an end unto itself, but it is to be always to be used in conjunction with other types of networking. Agreed entirely. Agreed entirely. Some people who may have grown up as, you know, a computer geek feels that, you know, because they have 900 people following them on Twitter, that they own the universe. But the truth is there's still a traditional world going out there that needs to be connected with <laughs> You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I was, uh, I chuckled. I read an article that LinkedIn had limited the number of connections you can have to thirty thousand, and I thought, well, you know, my thirty thousand closest friends are not enough, so I need more than that. But I, I had to settle for the thirty thousand. I'm, <laughs> I'm well under that at this point. But 
we may not know or, or have to know all these people well. And in fact, sometimes the, the connection that we make uh, electronically or virtually precedes the relationship. I had one contact I knew through the organization which you mentioned, Provisors, who I didn't really know well at all. I'd seen him a number of times, and he invited me to LinkedIn. I accepted. I invited him to Plaxo. He accepted. Somehow we both got on Facebook, and I ran into him at a mixer, and I, I knew exactly who he was, and he knew who I was. And I said, hey, Richard, I said, we're friends, because I know we're friends, and we hardly know each other. And then we began talking and getting to know each other more personally, but that was the starting point, and sometimes the starting point is the personal connection, and then you get in touch with somebody through 2.0 marketing. Oh, I mean, it, there's, there's so many ways to utilize 2.0 marketing to at least get to, you know, you could spec with people more easily because there's already a dialogue. So even if you don't know them in person, it, you, a, a relationship can indeed develop if there's a if there's an online chemistry. It's, it's, it's interesting. But a lot of people that you reach out to online or that reach out to you online are people that know you from somebody else. So there, there's likely to be another connection, right? There is, and, and you may say, I, and that's the way you can get to know them. I, I know you through so-and-so. For example, um, my, my children's friends, or they, I may know them, and they may say, Will you join me on Facebook? And I'll say, sure. Now, for me, Facebook, and this is just a personal choice, is more um, for fun. I, I use Facebook for humor, for philosophical things, and I'll mention the business things I'm doing, but it's not pure business focus, whereas I'm on LinkedIn or Plaxo, it is definitely business-oriented. So I may have somebody on both or all three or any other Twitter or any, any other uh, site, but it's really that co- combination, again, of the personal and the business. Well, right. I mean, Facebook really allows for you to be in that ecosystem where, you know, you can, I, I like to call it, it's like having a, a family wedding where you have business people and you have personal friends and you're all kind of blended together on the same island or event. Um, and, you know, that's the way it is. I mean, we all have events in our families, right? And most families do do invite business contact to these kinds of things. They do, and, 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 and we don't have to define our relationships one way or the other. We may have started a relationship on a personal level, and then at some point down the road it turns into business or vice versa. We meet somebody through business, and we realize we really have something in common. I have one example, and I'll use the Scrabble example. I had a, a, a gentleman I met through business networking, and at one point we talked about Scrabble, and I, I love to play Scrabble, and I said, do you want to have a game of Scrabble? And uh, he said, yeah, he did, and we had a game, and then we had another game, and uh, then shortly after that I hired him to do some organization, organizational work related to my book, and then somewhere further down the road, he hired me to do a personal move for him. And so that if you said, are you business friends or personal friends, it's really kind of a combination. We're business friends, but, but we really like each other. And, you know, there may be a point down the road where we socialize more or invite each other to parties, and you never know what, what – part of it is you don't know what you have in common with people, like, like – this, this gentleman, uh, for example, has twin daughters. Well, I have twin granddaughters. So 
So, and they're about the same age. So we can talk about those kinds of things. So, Our children, it, family and children is always a good way to get beyond the name tag to plug your book. Um, it's, you know... It, it, in conventional networking groups, even like provisors, you know, the, the tip before, um, you know, the 2.0 craze and obsession um, is always like ask about your family and ask about your children and do you have pets and where do you live and where did you grow up, where did you go to school and all of that kind of basic stuff so you could become a multidimensional personality. When you ask those questions, though, the important, and I think you're right, it is very important to ask those questions. The, the key is, though, what you do with it when you, when you find out the answer. I, I'll give you an example, and this just happened to me yesterday. I got, a, I got a referral to someone who is actually relocating their home in Pacific Palisades. And I said, and I said I'd like to come by and see, see what it is so I can help you, you know, plan your, plan your relocation. They gave me the address of the house, and I was, I just couldn't believe it. I said, um, is that house at the top of the hill near so-and-so? And they go, yes. And I go, I used to live in that house. Wow. And, they, and, and I began to describe the house, and I said, is there a tree growing through one of the rooms? And she said, yes. And, I, and, and then I, I said, and was the next-door neighbor Bobby Vinton? She said, yes. And I go, she goes, I'm getting chills. And I, but there was just, it wasn't like you could ever plan anything like that. Now, I could have said to myself, I think that's the address, but I'm not going to say anything about it because she probably doesn't care. And yet what it did was it created a certain kind of a, a bond that we didn't have. And in the comment she made at the end, I said, well, I'll, I'll you know, come over at this particular time. She goes, yeah, well, it's your house. So we'd already established a rapport based upon a commonality. And you never know what it's going to be. But the point is it has to be, it has to stem from a genuine interest. If if you if you talk to me about your dogs and I just say, oh, that's great, you have dogs, Cindy, you're going to go, well, he wasn't very sincere about that. But if I said, what kind of dogs do you have, and let's say it happened to be the same types of dogs I had, then then I could I would pursue the the discussion in that light, not because I'm trying to get something out of you, but just because I I want to make a connection. I think that's exactly right. It's you know people who want to make connections come over and they they really try to ask the question about what kind of dog that you have, <laughs> even if they don't have dogs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you know, a lot of it is chemistry too, isn't it? I mean, you have your degrees in this stuff. I mean, there is a chemistry. I mean, so it's like some people are like oil and water. You can't help that. You can't. And the but the other part of that is when you when you don't initially connect with somebody. And I have a number of situations where there were people when I first met them, I didn't really like them that much. I didn't connect with them. In fact, I was I I, I didn't. I was a kind of a negative. But I didn't speak badly about them. I didn't write them off as as not valuable or not worth talking to. And some of those people have turned into be my best business associates referral sources, and ultimately friends. And the initial reaction wasn't all that positive. So it's, it's real important not to prejudge people. And in fact, in fact Cindy, the, one of the motivations for my book and the ideas of the book was the fact that when I first applied to join Provisors, I wasn't accepted. And I knew that I wasn't accepted, not because of me personally, but because of my profession, that the powers that be and the people who were making those decisions didn't think that I had anything to contribute. So I figured I'll show them. Mm -hmm. 
And eventually I did get in, and I, I became very attuned to the fact that we can't, we can't and shouldn't prejudge people on the basis of their age, on the basis of their profession, on the basis of where they live, on any of those kinds of things, because you never know. Now, you may say, well, if I'm a, you know, a certain kind of lawyer and I'm looking very specifically for another lawyer to refer, then that's one thing. But sometimes you meet people and find over a period of time, and this has been true of me, that because of the contacts I've developed, that I have become valuable to a lot of people. Well, you most certainly are. Well, we're coming to the end of the second segment, but we have two more, and I think that you know, very, very well said. You can't prejudge. Sometimes the person that you never, ever, ever think that you're going to have a relationship with turns around and becomes your best friend. And that's just a matter of time. It's a matter of people have different time adjustments, you know. Not everybody could click right away, and some people are a little bit more reserved until they kind of warm up a little bit. Not everybody's on, just like you talked about circadian rhythms, not everybody's on the same, you know, comfort rhythm, Right. That's absolutely true. All right. Well, listen, let's take a commercial break. Stand by. We're going to have more with Dr. Bill Salibi about networking. Thank you and stand by. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Oh, my God! 
advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're with Dr. Bill Salibi and he is a prominent networking expert. It's so funny, Bill, that, you know, sharing the story that provisors at first rejected you because of what you did for a living and I think that you're one of, I call the people who I um, look up to in the provisors group supervisors. That's my nickname. (laughs) You know, and it's my own little personal pun on words. I don't think provisors would probably like to use it because it would hurt other people's feelings. But, you know, I'm allowed to say it, you know, and you are most certainly a supervisor. You are top-of-the-game supervisor. So it's just, um, you know, it's funny to me that you shared that story, and I'll have to, you know, sort of tease you about it in the future. How long are you with Provisors? I'm sorry, say it again. How, how long have you been a member of Provisors? Uh, a little over four years. Yeah, so you have, you're not one of those 15-years either. No, but I've, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. So, I mean, I, I, I totally believe that the, the process works. No, it, it, it really does work. And, again, I'm so excited that the organization has really gotten behind encouraging all of its members to take, you know, 2.0 or social media seriously because I really do feel that this is the way that business is going to be done in the future in terms of replacing what you and I had discussed in you know, what used to be, um, you know, prospecting or, or lead generation. All of that is really good. the bulk of that. The gold is going to be through social media. And, yes, I agree with you. You have to still have face-to-face and, uh, you, know, be, you know, become a member of a networking group of a sort so you could always have this face-to-face contact and get to know the chemistry of people and never forget the pulse of what it's like to shake somebody's hands or hug somebody, Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Part of it is, Cindy, I think, is the idea of is, is being on the same channel or the same wavelength as the other person. I'll give you an example. About <clears throat> two weeks ago, within the same day, two people had told me, I texted you, Bill. I, t- I told you I was going to be late, and I said I didn't receive your text. And I realized, much to my chagrin, that my BlackBerry at the time, which is what I was using at the time, didn't have, my, the text function wasn't working. working. And Texting wasn't something that I certainly wasn't something I'd grown up with. It wasn't something I was used to. But I realized that a lot of younger generation that that is the world they live in. That is the channel in which they communicate. And the same could be true of, of phones. You may say, "Well, I left a message on your work phone," and you may somebody may say, "Well, I don't really check my work phone messages. Call me on my cell phone right. or email me." Well, don't email me. Text me. So it's, it's important to know, and this ties also into body rhythms. You may say, gee, let's have a nice breakfast meeting at 7 o'clock, and somebody say, oh, that's way too early for me. Let's have lunch, or let's have dinner, or let's have coffee in the afternoon. So each of us have, each of us have different channels, and it's important to realize, and it's, good, it's a good question to ask somebody, you know, what, what will you respond to? You may say, well, I sent, you know, I sent you an email, and they're not che- they don't check their email that often. And some people check their email. They're sitting at their computer all day. And some people really would rather not talk on the telephone. <laughs> when <laughs> you told me that I, ha- I couldn't use a headset, I was going, are you sure I can't use a headset? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, not used to, I'm, not, I'm not used to holding a phone. Well, yeah. I used to hold a phone, but uh, these days it's, it's a headset all the time. 
Well, yeah, no, I think that's true. Unless you're in the car a lot, and of course, then you have your your speaker <laughs> paraphernalia, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I think that channels of communication is very, very important to continue. You know, to appropriately communicate with somebody or match with somebody's communication preferences. It's, it's funny that you told me this story. There, there was a provisors member after the the large luncheon last week, and you know, after after having the 2.0 seminar, you know, a lot of people contacted me right away after the seminar to give me feedback. You know, I have my loyalists. And there were a couple of people that texted me, but I didn't have their names, you know, programmed into my phone. So I get this 818-360-444. Hey, Cindy, could you send me a deck of the slide presentation? I'm like, I don't know who you are. Right. <laughs> I mean, how presumptuous to think that I would just have you in my own contact book, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we, it's, it's evolved so much, or, you know, just the fact that, I mean, it's, it, the whole world has changed so much. I mean, we, how, many, how many phone numbers do you have memorized? I, I can count on, on one hand the amount. I've got, I've got over, I think, over 500 stored in my cell phone, but I certainly don't remember all 500 of them. Maybe your children. Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, to some degree. I mean, I, I mean, that's it. My husband and my child, I don't think I know anybody else's, and my business partner in New York, and I think that's about it. I, I have a question, actually, that she would probably ask Diane Blackman, and that is, you know, when do you draw the line between, you know, constant networking and actually doing the work? Because this is an ongoing discussion that she and I have. Now, remember, the landscape in New York and the landscape in Los Angeles are very, very different. Um, but, you know, I've learned through all of my business years that the more you network, particularly as an entrepreneur these days, the more business you're going to get. And even if you have to stay up later and do the stuff that you have to do for your clients, you, you, you really have to dedicate yourself to going out, you know, a certain amount of time and shaking people's hands. Well, part of it, I think, depends on what you do. If you are in business development and you have the time, then you you. You should network, network not nonstop, pretty much. It's what, what I do. That's my, my job is business development, so I have, I have the time to do it. I meet people all the time that say, I just don't have the time. How do you right. find the time to do this? When, when, I, when I tell them that I might have written something that I thought might be funny or interesting on Facebook, they say, how do you have the time to do that? Well, it, so part of it depends on what you're doing. If you, if you have a job where the work that you have to do only allows you a small amount of time to network, then it turns to the idea of breadth versus depth. In other words, do you, do you try and meet as many people as you can, or do you focus on some people and get to know them really well? And this could even apply to a particular event. You can go to a networking event, and you can say, my goal, which I think is is wrong-headed way to do it is you can say, my goal is to collect as many business cards as I can. And you go from person to person, and if I was having a conversation with you, I'm looking over your shoulder or looking around and seeing who else I want to talk to. I've got your business card, and I never really talked to you. But the other way to do it is to say, I met this woman, Cindy, very interesting, and she does PR, she has a radio program, she seemed interested in my book. Uh, I could spend a whole, obviously, a whole period of time talking to you, and there's really no reason to necessarily talk to other people at that particular group. The same is true of how many groups you belong to, or how, and, and it also applies to social networking. Are you on 20 different sites? That can become overkill. Somebody's going to 
saying, I always get invitations for new, new social networking sites from, from this person versus going deep and just saying, I'm just going to be in one group. I'm going to get to know everybody in my group very, very, very well, and I'm not going to join other groups. So that's a personal choice. Do we, do we go wide? Do we try and meet as many people as we can? Or do we go deep and try and really, really mine the people that we know uh, for as much information as we possibly can? Well, you know, that's, I think that's a real choice. Like, you know, with me, I, um, most of the contacts that I have in LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm not so much on MySpace anymore. Um, Twitter's a different story. But in LinkedIn and Facebook, I really know them. It's not like, you know, I was trying to prospect and blindly reach out to people. I, you know, I may have three or 400 contacts, but you know what? I know each and every one of them, you know, from a personal connection. And I would prefer not to have, you know, 20,000 people on LinkedIn who I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see the point in that. I've seen people do that. I've seen people who, you know, they they have, you know, 30 people from Sri Lanka that they don't know and, and 10 people from Mongolia that are in their network and they have no idea. You know, so they they got a, they have a huge number of contacts, but they don't know them. And I, I don't know, frankly, I don't know what you do with all that. I don't know what real value it it, it holds. And it can be a, a, a great, you know, it can take a lot of your time. For example, you can in LinkedIn you can join groups, and I've joined groups that relate to what I do. And right now I'm getting, you know, a, a lot of emails from those groups. In some cases, almost too many to handle. So I either have to, you know, put them in a file and read them later, or cut down on the amount of groups I'm in. But there's a great value in that potentially for you know learning about what's happening in in various fields. Oh, I, no, I think that's very true. I think that's true indeed. Well, you know what? Let's plug your book again because I promised you we would do that. Okay. Well, the, the title of the book is Connecting Beyond the Name Tag. And what the book is, a, is about and who it's for, it's for, it's for anybody who wants to understand the process of networking, how it works, and largely the psychological concepts behind networking and it had, the book has a lot of examples, a lot of case, what I call case studies or examples of, of how, what are some of the things that work. For example, uh, likability is very important. I talk about, I give an example of people that succeed largely because they're likable. I've, I have case studies of people who succeed because they make a lot of referrals. I talk about uh, uh, the idea of raising your profile through becoming involved in an organization. That's very important. That you, I knew a guy that was a member of a facility manager organization, very introverted guy, nice guy, very introverted guy, and he decided to become really involved in this one organization. He went really deep in this organization called IFMA, and he became president of the chapter of IFMA. And I, I'll talk about cases of, the, of all the different ways that people can network. There's not one way. I would never say, do it my way. My way is one way to do it. Your way is one way to do it. But there's many, many, many different ways. You may say, well, I'm, I network primarily through my church, or I network primarily through the Rotary Club, and I don't, I don't belong to any other organizations, but everybody in my Rotary Club knows me very, very well, and I have a stream of referrals 
So That's true. Well, listen, I have to interrupt because the commercial time is here, but we'll talk more about the many ways of networking, I promise, when we come back after this commercial. So stand by, everybody. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com we some hard hitters. we some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Dr. Bill Felipe, the networking king, and I mean it. That is both in the physical and virtual worlds, and the show has covered the importance of networking in both universes. Bill, are you having fun? I'm having a blast, Cindy. Isn't it great? And doesn't the hour go really fast? The hour goes, yes, I'm having so much fun, yes. I know, it's a blast. Well, listen, we were talking about the different ways and the different venues where you can network, and I, and I, I will wrap that up. And we were really talking about the meat of your book that's coming out. Beyond the Name Tag, what's the full title? Connecting Beyond the Name Tag. 
connecting beyond the name tag. And what's your website, Bill? My website is www.drbillsalibi.com. And he really knows about it because he's done, you know, he has his Ph.D. and all kinds of stuff in the psychology of networking and been in the business for a long time, happens to be in the moving business and has become a networking genius, which in the end really helps his business out anyway. Am I right? It does. My business is has gotten easier and easier because of the amount of referrals I'm getting pretty much on a daily basis. And there, you know, there's a lot of, you know, when people start networking, they kind of don't know what to do. And they think they're gonna, it's going to happen overnight, but it really, it really is about the follow-up and the follow-through. It takes time to build the relationships and nurture the relationships. And, it, and therefore, you, you can't expect it. If, let's say you're out of work and you've never networked, and you're trying to find a job, but you've never done any networking. And you go, well, I don't have any contacts. The theory I have is go shopping before you're hungry, and the application is network. Network because it's valuable, and you build net, you build valuable relationships. And in fact, it's been it, there's there's evidence, there's empirical evidence that people who have deep and great relationships live longer. So there, you actually are going to have a, a longer life if you build relationships. And if you remain isolated, you're not going to have as long a life. So so it, there's it's a way of life. It's not just something you're doing to get business. But it's something you, you, you do because it actually has a value. I had a, a friend of mine who was a guitar player, and he had a line in his song, I searched for a penny and I found a dime. I searched for a word and I found a rhyme. You don't know what it's going to lead to, or what, but, it, but it, has, it, it has a value unto itself. In, in addition to the business you're going to get out of it. It does. It, it really does. I'm going to share with you a, a big idea. This is the kind of thing that people say, Cindy, why do you always give your ideas away? And it's because, you know what, it, I, like you said, I like, to, I like to pay it forward. And I'm a conversationalist, but this is related to the connection and living longer. And I have this idea, and I'm sure it already exists, but wouldn't it be great to be a part of a company that installs um, you know, installs the hardware and the software in long-term care facilities so that people who are a little older can continue to stay in touch with their grandchildren and great-grandchildren that way. I, th- I mean, I think it's just so seamless. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, you, you, need to, you need to stay in touch, and now we have to figure out how we stay in touch with, with people. Either we knew at a different time in our lives or people that, that are, are relatives or people we want to connect with. It's about, you know, and it, it always comes back to personal choice. People may say, I don't want to connect with people I went to high school with. And my response is, don't. If you don't want to, don't. If you don't want to go to networking meetings, don't. But if you find a value in it, and I've seen it time and time again, where people go to a meeting and, and they thought they were going for business and they build they build meaningful, long-term friendships that transcend the business relationship. I mean, you know, listen, it's, there, there, there's no negative to that. No, not at all. Absolutely no negative to that whatsoever. So, um, Now, are you on Twitter, Bill? I am on Twitter. I'm, I'm a new tweeter. I'm, I'm new to it, so I'm, I'm, it's catching up. I'm, I, I like the fact that you can only use a few words because then you can just, you know, throw a few, 
a few words out there about what what's going on, and I'm sure that I, when I'm done with this interview, I'll probably write something uh, uh, related to the interview. And uh, yeah, so that's that's been my newest. I'm not I'm not up to speed as, as up to speed on it as I am with some of the other sites. Are you at Dr. Bill or something like that? Do you know what your Twitter handle is? Don't remember. See, <laughs> you have to do some tweet practicing, dude. I know. I know yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an amateur tweeter. Well, so. you know, if you told me what it was, what I would have done is put the at Dr. Bill or whatever it may have been, and what it would have done is it would have gone to my network of 500, and then everybody, then you would be a part of their network. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how viral it is. It's it's almost like LinkedIn on steroids. So. <laughs> You know, if you, if you do do something, I'm going to put at Krakowitz, at C. Rakowitz, so that way I'll get to see it, and then my whole network sees it. So that's that's the wonder and the steroid uh, mutant use of Twitter. <laughs> we're both going to be tested, Cindy. For We're going to be tested for networking steroids, and hopefully we will. <laughs> See, I know that you like sports too. We bond all the time over the Lakers, don't we? Yeah, the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, it's a great place, tonight. and you know, the sports community is an important community. Okay, well, we have three minutes left, Bill. I want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is your three minutes, and then I'm going to interrupt you when we have to end the show. I might interject every now and then. <laughs> okay, at at the heart of all of it is is listening to others, caring about others being genuinely interested in others, and conversely, being interesting. So it's really being a great listener and a great talker, not talking too much, but when you talk in an interesting way. The other thing is to be genuinely motivated to help other people, and that that's the new model of networking. It's not manipulating people or tricking people or forcing people to give you referrals but building relationships, connecting with people, getting to know them for just the value it has, but then applying it to business. Uh, It's learning about yourself. It's also largely about doing what is is right for you. I have people tell me, it's uh, just the other day a guy said, he was in a group called BNI, and he said, BNI just isn't for me. I just don't feel comfortable. I'd rather be networking with, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I'd rather be networking through my baseball activities. And it could be, you could, you could substitute rotary activities or Girl Scout activities. It, it, that for some people, the, the networking groups like Provisors or BNI or any of those other groups isn't for them. So find for anybody, find the organization or um, social networking site that you like. And if you do, if you say I don't want to share personal things on Facebook, then don't do it. Nobody's nobody's forcing you to share what you had for dinner or what game you're going to watch or what quiz you just passed. This is all; these are all personal choices. That's true. Well, we have, you know what, we have to wrap up right now, and I am so thrilled to have the networking king on my show, and when your book comes out in, you know, sometime next year, you have to come back on the show again, and um, I want to really talk, I want to help you sell those books. I think it's a very necessary book today. I think people are losing touch with how to reach out to people a little bit. 
Well, I want to thank you very much for having me on, and people can go to my website, drbillsalibi.com, and if they want, I'm, I'm, I'm actively looking for speaking gigs and speaking engagements all over, primarily over California, so if any of your listeners are looking for people to speak on this topic, I'd love to share this information. And I think you're great, and I, I endorse Dr. Bill Felibe as a speaker, and maybe we'll speak together a little bit. I look forward to That'd it, and you have a great day, and thank you so much, Dr. Bill Felibe, the networking king. Have a great week, everybody. Until next week, you all be safe and take care. for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.